the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have an enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. In Jesus' precious name, lift up your hands and say, I receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation. As I'm taught the word of God tonight, my spirit receives it. I walk in the reality of the revelation I receive tonight. In Jesus' precious name, the Lord bless you. Amen. The Bible says, he who has begun a good work will also finish it. The God who began with you this fast will finish it with you. Grace to finish is your portion. The book of Proverbs 20 verse 27. It says the spirit of man is the candle of a Lord. Somebody say the spirit of man. Or say the spirit of a man is a candle of a Lord. Say my spirit is a candle of God. Searching all the inward parts of my belly. God's light that he uses to guide you is your spirit. The spirit of a man is a candle of a law. Science has spent millions helping us to develop our bodies. There are always new explorations of science. Every year, this year, they will make discoveries. And every year, they are making discoveries. That they are trying to find antidote to how we can live long or how we can elongate our days. All kinds of things are going on. Additionally, we have developed our minds to some degree. But there is one part of our body that we need to constantly and learn to develop. And beginning from tonight, I'm speaking on developing your human spirit. Somebody say developing your human spirit. Say developing your human spirit. The same way you can develop your mind, you also need to know that you can develop your spirit. The same way we train our minds, we train our bodies, we build our bodies up. Our spirit can equally be built up the same way. And the way we do that is through the word of God. So we are going to be exploring how we do this because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14, he said, the natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Somebody say the natural man. The natural man. Say the natural man. the natural man. You can be born again and still be living as if you are a natural man. Because you are not able to pick signals like you ought to pick them. God does not expect you to live like a natural man. He said the natural man cannot conceive. Because they are foolishness unto him. There are some Christians, eh? Spiritual things look like foolish things to them. And it's because repeatedly their minds have remained the same. 
their spirit is okay, but they have not trained their spirit to be able to help them navigate through the affairs of life. What I'm teaching you is very, very fundamental. If you are going to live a life of holiness, if you are going to live a life where you learn to be guided by your spirit, if you are going to live a life of greater success in your spiritual life, what I'm teaching you is something you need to really, really understand. Amen? And we will start from Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 to 27. And God said, let's make human beings in our what? In our to be like us. So he says, let's make man in our image. If you don't know what the image is, he said the image is for them to be like us. Let's make man in our image and then they will be like us. They will reign over the fish. So when we function with the image of God, we are able to reign. He said they will receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life. God ordained man from the beginning to reign. Adam was reigning and he reigned and ruled over everything. The same way we can equally reign. We are equally ordained. The Bible said he has redeemed us and made us kings and priests and we shall reign with him in heaven. No, on the earth. We shall reign with him on the earth. The place you and I are supposed to exercise authority and dominion is not in heaven. Heaven is not the place we exercise our authority. This is our terrain. Somebody say, this is my terrain. We reign on the earth. We take charge. We take dominion over the affairs of the earth. And we don't do that with our minds. Though our minds can help us take dominion to some degree. We don't do that through our bodies. We do that through our spirits. That's why the ability to develop your spirit, the discipline of developing your spirit is very critical. He says that they may reign. Then he says in verse 27, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God created he them. Male and female created he them. Praise the Lord. If you read the Bible, you realize that it was later on that we are told that God caused a deep sleep to fall on man and out of man the woman came. But God created male and female them from the beginning. So where was that female? When God made them, he made them, he created male and female created he them. And then the Bible says God created man, uh, he got uh, reached out to the earth and then he formed man out of the dust of the earth. So there's the creation God made from the beginning, male and female created he them. That is the spirit form of man. Somebody say the spirit form of man. You see, God did not create man as flesh and blood. God created man as a spirit being. Understand what I'm teaching very carefully. And drop all your complex decisions now and follow what I'm teaching. That's how God made man. God made man to be like himself. He exists as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Man exists in the same way. Come with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Chapter 5. Let's read it together. Now may the God of peace sanctify you completely. I like the word whole. Somebody say whole. He said may your whole spirit. Man is a total being. He's whole. You are whole. When your spirit, your soul, and your body function in harmony. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved what? Be preserved what? 
unto the at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. May your whole spirit, somebody say, may my spirit, soul, and body be preserved, blameless, until the coming of a day of our Lord. Alright, so we have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. God made man to be like himself, to be a reflection of himself. Man is spirit. Somebody say, I am spirit. I have a soul. And I live in a body. And we'll be taking these three in different forms. Tonight, I just want to speak to you briefly on the body. Then we'll come to the spirit because the spirit is a place we are going to be dwelling. But we have to appreciate the body. The body is the house. Facts about the body that we need to appreciate. One, your body is the visible part of you. Somebody say the visible part of me. Say the visible part of me. Yeah, the body is the visible part of you. It is a part of you that you can see or feel. That is a body. When we talk about the body, that is it. That is a part that God picked from the dust of the ground. The Bible said the Lord reached out to the dust of the ground and formed man out of the dust of the ground. That is why through the body we are able to interact with our physical environment because the body came from that which is physical. And so the body is the outer man that we relate with. The outer man is the one we relate with. Second Corinthians 4 verse 16. He said for though the outward man perish. Somebody say the outward man. There is what we call the outward man. The outward man is your body. Your body is the outward man. Though the outward man perishes, the inward man is renewed day by day. May your spirit be renewed day by day. May your spirit be constantly renewed. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. It says, And the Lord formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. A man became a living soul. Man became what? A living soul. When God formed man from the ground, he needed to put spirit in man. That is what makes man man. In fact, James puts it in a very interesting way. He said, just as the body without the spirit is dead, even so faith without works is dead. Just as the body you remember Paul was speaking. He said to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. So when a believer dies, he is not dead. His spirit just departs from the body. The spirit departs from the body to go be with God while the body is left. That's why when somebody is being buried, we say dust to dust and ashes to ashes, whatever they, those things it is, they say. That's what it means because man came out of the dust. Man the physical man came out of the dust of the ground. But the spirit of man came from God. And you need to appreciate that the spirit I'm talking about is not the Holy Spirit. Alright? The spirit I'm talking about is not the Holy Spirit. We'll get there. The spirit I'm talking about is not the Holy Spirit. So when we say your whole body, uh, spirit and soul be preserved blameless. We are not talking about the spirit. You can preserve the Holy Ghost. So you need to appreciate that. So, sometimes people are born again and they don't understand what, what happened when they got born again. Somebody can say, oh, I'm born again, but I'm still struggling with this. Sometimes people don't understand why, where it's coming from. 
your spirit got born again. All right? So the body is the physical part of me. Somebody said the physical part of me. The visible part of me. The body, number two, is the part of you that connects with the physical realm. I've talked about that already. The body is the part of you that connects with the physical realm. So, your body, according to 2 Peter, look at 2 Peter with me. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 13 to 14. 2 Peter 1, 13 to 14. Yes, I think it right. As long as I am in this tent, as long as I'm in what? To stir you up by reminding you. As long as I am in this tent. This is Peter. He's talking about his body and he calls it tent. Amen? He said, as long as I am in this tent, I will stir you up by putting you into remembrance. Then he says something, verse 14. Knowing, somebody say knowing. Knowing that shortly I must what? I must what? Uh Just as the Lord Jesus Christ showed me. Alright? So, there there will come a time. When a person dies, what he does is that he puts away his tent. Amen? (laughs) That's what happens when we die. We put away the tent. He said, the Lord has told me that very shortly I will put away this tent. Now, Look at what he says. He said, yes, I think it's right. As long as I am in this tent. Now, look at that. Look at that word. I am in this tent. What is in this tent? I am in this tent. So, there is something else he's referring to. Are you following what I'm teaching tonight? There's, he's not referring. He cannot say that as long as uh, this body is in this body. No. He says, as long as I am in this tent. So, the I am there refers to his spirit. That's what Peter is telling us. Look, we see the same language in, from the mouth of uh, Paul. Paul is speaking here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. He said, For we know that our earthly house, somebody say, My earthly house. Say, My earthly house. Okay. For we know that our earthly house, this tent, the same language, this tent, they knew that that was a tent. And they knew that that was something they could easily do away with. He puts it in an interesting way. He said, our earthly house is like a suit. When astronauts get into space, once they get into space, there is a special space suit they wear. When you get into space and you decide to come out of that suit, you are dead. Praise the Lord. What you need to function in space is not your physical body. You need a suit to function in space. Now, our bodies are like our earthly suit. When he says, our earthly house is a house of the spirit. Within your body houses your soul and your spirit. Your body is the house. He said, we have a building from God, a house not made, I like this, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. He's just making you to appreciate the difference between what is the body and what is the spirit? There is a house that is not made with hands. It's an invisible house. That is your spirit and it lives on eternally. Look at James chapter 2 verse 26. He says, for as the body, somebody say as the body, say as the body, without the spirit, 
is is what? So, a dead person is someone whose spirit has departed from him. That's what happens. As the body without the spirit is dead, even so, faith without works is dead. Number four, the body does not make choices, but is subject to the will of a soul where choices are made. The body does not make choices. Though at some point, when you allow your soul to become so uh, depraved, over time, it will be as if your body is controlling you. But really, the control comes from your soul. Your body never makes choices. When you understand these things, you will know how to take, take your body under control because once you are born again, there are things you need to do with your body. Among many things, the Bible says we should deny the body some of its desires. We should yield the body according to Romans. We should not allow the body to function in a particular way. And we'll get into all of that. So, that's it. Your body does not make choices, but it's subject to the choices you make. The body goes where your mind tells it to go. Not be so. That's it. The body goes wherever your mind decides it must go. Number five. Your earthly body will either cease to work or decay or will be caught up in the rapture. These are facts you need to know about your body. When your spirit departs or you die, your body ceases to function because without your spirit, your body cannot work. And that is where we'll find a place and uh, put you when you have reached your old age and you are going. Amen? And then, the body will also be caught up in the rapture, but not in the same form as we see it now. And we will see that that translates us into the next point. Number five. Let's read from 1 Corinthians first. 1 Corinthians 51 verse 54. 51-54. Behold. Somebody say behold. behold. Let's read together one go. Behold. We shall not all we shall not all may you be among those who shall not sleep. We shall not all sleep. Death in the Bible is sleep. Before God did the first surgery in the Bible, he made a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. Death for us is sleep. We shall not all sleep. He's telling you something that is a reality. What he's saying is that not everybody will die before Christ comes. In fact, some of the early apostles were actually expecting that they will meet him. (laughs) They were expecting that Christ will meet them. But it didn't happen in their time. And in our days, there are some people who will be alive when Christ comes. And may you be among those ones. He says, we shall not all sleep. I tell you, we shall not all sleep. But we shall all all be changed. Somebody say, I shall be changed. All of us shall be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, the trumpet will sound the dead, somebody say the dead, dead. will be raised incorruptible. And we, who are those who shall be changed? The living are like that. The following. The living shall be changed. The dead in Christ shall be raised. They will be raised to a new body which is incorruptible. And those of us who are alive, we shall be changed from this corruptible body into an incorruptible body. He said, when we are changed, what is going to happen is that 
For this corruptible body must put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality. Are you, are you following what the Bible is saying? That's what is happening. So, that's what happens to your body. What shall happen to the body of a believer who fails to die before Christ comes? This is what will happen. His body shall be changed. For when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death, death is swallowed up in where? Death is swallowed up where? Yeah, because when mortality puts on immortality, death cannot be part of the equation anymore. That's why all of us are going to live eternally. Everybody is, when I come to the spirit and you will see it, all of us were made to live eternally. The question is not whether or not you live eternally. The question is where you will live eternally. All of us are ordained to live eternally. And this is the point I want you to take home with you tonight. The body is not born again. Turn to your neighbor and say, your body is not born again. Say, my body is not born again. Your body is not born again. He said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's what? He's what? Oh, say it. He's what? All things are. Behold, all things are. Okay. If any man be a new Christian. Are you a new Christian? Have all things passed away? Have you gotten a new body? Have you gotten a new body? Uh So, when he says you are a new creation, your body is not a new creation. That is what those old feelings before you used to get born again are said there. In the book of Romans, he tells us what we are to do with our body. He talks about the three parts of our being, but he omits, particularly intentionally takes out the third one because that part has been sorted out. And that's where our battle with sin is won. In the body and in the soul. Romans chapter 12 verse 1. He said, therefore, I beseech you, brethren. Romans 12. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done. Give your bodies. Give what? Give your bodies to God. Then he says, let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship God. Verse 2, he says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. I thought I'm a new person. Are you not a new creation? Are you not a new creation? It doesn't change the fact that you're a new creation, but he's helping you to see that for your new spirit to have total control, some other aspects of your body must come into alignment. That's what he's talking about there. He said, don't copy the behavior, but let God transform you into a new person. Okay? By changing the way you think, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. In these two verses, three verses, there are uh, two things he talks about. And he didn't talk about the, the third one because that one is already sorted out. He talks about your spirit and he talks about your soul which he's representing our minds with here. He talks about your body and he talks about your soul. He does not talk about your spirit because that's not part of the equation here. Once you are born again, your spirit is saved. When we say, I'm a new creation, 
I'm righteous. What do we mean? We need to understand because some, some of us still have a difficulty. When you say, I'm the righteousness of God. Ah, Pastor, pa, why do you call me the righteousness of God? I know the things I can be doing myself. Sometimes the things I do, Satan even gets surprised. You say, as you say, I'm the righteousness of God. I'm not the righteousness of God. It's because you don't know what that means. And you need to understand that. In this year of grace, if you are even going to understand the grace of God, you have to understand these fundamentals. If you don't get these fundamentals, you will not appreciate the grace of God. Amen? Okay, so I said about five truths about the body with you, right? The final one I said, the body is not saved. The body is not what? It is not born again. It's not part of the new creation. Romans chapter 8 verse 23 and I close. He said, we believers also grown, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory. For we long for our bodies. We long for what? Please, we long for what? To be what? Released from sin and from sin and we too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full right as adopted children. Including what? Do you remember what we read, what we read in uh, uh, First Corinthians? That is where the new bodies will be given. So when sometimes people say we are saved, we are being saved, we shall be saved. That is the context they are talking about. Praise God. The redemption of our bodies is not yet. So the first thing salvation did was to deliver us from the power and dominion of sin. That's salvation. But the presence of sin is not yet manifested. There's a time coming where we shall be delivered from the presence of sin. As long as we dwell in this tabernacle, sin will always be with us. Amen? But I'm not, I'm not teaching it in that context. I just want you to get some perspectives. So, say, I'm a spirit. Say, I'm a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in a body. Say, I'm a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in a body. So, there's a way a believer must handle your body. If you don't handle your body well, though you are a new creation, your body will handle you. Your body what? Your body will handle you. A lot of us, we live at the mercy of our feelings. I feel sick. No. That's not what your spirit is saying. The spirit is pneuma. Somebody say pneuma. And then the soul is what? Suke. You know, psychology, psychiatry, they all come from the region of the soul. And the body is called soma. Somatic cells, <laughs> yeah, body cells. May the Lord help you understand it. If you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, you want to say this prayer after me. Mean every word and then believe it in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart that you died and rose again for me. By my belief, I am justified. And by my confession, I am saved. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer in faith, you are a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God bless you. We look forward to having you join us again and again. You are blessed.
Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santasa Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. No, no.